All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another Learning Tech Talks, where we continue living at the intersection of business, technology, and experience. Today, I'm joined by Peter Schroeder, and we're going to be taking an interesting angle today on two different areas. So first of all, one, I was really fascinated to hear how technology is really focused in on the communication side of things and how it's unifying communications. But in the AI age, I think communication is paramount. And so how we do it and the different ways we do it is going to be critical. So hopefully you'll get a chance to peek into the looking glass into where that's going. But the other part of this, as Peter and I were talking about his background and some of the interesting intersections we've found in the tech sector is tech is not just for tech heads, that stereotypical technical person that you think of when you go, oh, that's the person who's doing this technical stuff. It's actually some of the most fascinating, creative people I've encountered. So we're going to we're gonna blow that myth out of the water. So thank you so much, Peter, for joining me. And we got all the tech bugs worked out, which required yeah. creativity. So there you go. Uh, it really is. Uh, I got a little sweaty right there for a second. Thank you so much for having me. This is um, really excited about this. Yeah, no, I know. It's going to be a good time and uh, we will have no issues filling the time. I have no doubt there. So for folks who may not be as familiar with you. I got the chance to get to know you, which I have to say, Peter, I was a little disappointed that your background did not have the OG Mac oh. in it, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. You got a fancy yeah, studio. So this is a, this is a better setup, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, but for I, I, I do like that one though. It's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a collector. I, I think it's like an old man's thing, right? I'm, I'm almost 40. So now you're starting to collect all these old memorabilia. <laughs> I guess this, this Mac. Uh, I know. Old, old Mac is <laughs> the, the things that like when you have kids or if you have kids, your kids look at it and go, what is that? As though it's a dinosaur bone or something like that. I've, I've had a few things that I've pulled out of storage before that my kids have looked at and gone, what what is what do you do with that? Like a floppy disk. They're just absolutely yeah. their mind is absolutely blown by like a three and a half inch floppy as though it's just a foreign concept. Yeah, and then tell them how much data you can fit fit on it. Yeah, yeah right. You I'll probably couldn't even save one of your iPhone pictures on this anymore. No, it no, wouldn't even no. hold it. No. No, but for folks who don't know you, little bit of background because you don't have Again, like I said, challenging this assumption that tech heads all fit this typical stereotype. They don't. You didn't grow up. I mean, that was not your aspiration to get into tech and telecommunications, was it? Well, so I've always been a nerd. Let's just, uh, let's just. That's that fine. Like, that's there's, fine. There's, there's I've never fit that, in uh, anywhere. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm definitely a nerd and, 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 and computer geek too. Like I've, I've coded my whole life, but my grandfather was a telephone technician. So that probably also has some influence in, in like just how I was curious about, I've always been, have this fascination about telecom and, and communications, that kind of okay. stuff. But, but besides that, yeah, I grew up with, with uh, creative parents. My uh, mom was a pianist, my dad was a drummer and he was out on gigs all weekends and um, definitely have a creative side to me. Um, later on, you know, became a musician myself. Um, Wait but, though, so I, and you're gonna find I interrupt a lot. <laughs> it's just part of my flow. So your mom and dad, your mom was a pianist, your dad was a drummer, like uh -huh. they did that, that was their profession. So were they traveling doing that or more hobby? Well, so so my mom could have done that. Um, the story okay. is he, when she was 16, she was invited to play with the local symphony orchestra in uh, her hometown or uh, near, nearby town. Um, literally like the job that people wait their whole life to get like a paid gig. Uh, and, 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 and my grandfather was, uh, no, you need to get a real education. So she went out and became an engineer instead. Um, oh. She never did it for a living. <laughs> wow, that's like quite a shift. Like, well, you could have yeah. gone the symphony orchestra route, but instead engineering. I, that's yeah. not necessarily the pathway I would have automatically jumped to. <laughs> no, exactly. And, but, but, you know, like it's, it's, it's very similar to me, too. I have had this like very yeah. engineering side to me and then at the same time a uh, creative musician. Um, but, but it's funny you say that, that, you know, some of the, the most uh, uh, talented uh, developers out there I know are all creative people. Like you, you have super to creative. be super creative to to code, and and that's just what it is. Um, it's 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 not those ones that that uh, you know sit in a in a in a basement locked in and and, and only can say uh, numbers and all that. Absolutely not. It's it's no. really just uh, you know they're they're all really creative. And you it's a different way of problem solving. It, it really is. is. I mean, yeah, it's a yeah. creative problem solving. It's just you're doing it with numbers on yeah. a machine instead of 
through a different medium. Hundred percent. And and the thing is, like, yeah, there are developers out there that are you know just mathematicians and 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 do and either they write um, encryption algorithms or they work for an outsourcing company somewhere and are not allowed to be creative and think self. They just have to do yeah. write the code that they're told to write and yep. and no input. And that's never good. That's that's never gonna be a good. Like, how how have you ever been successful in anything uh, outsourcing to people that are not allowed to be creative themselves? It yeah. just doesn't work. Okay. Okay. All right. So, mom, pianist, could have gone mm -hmm. pro, paid gig, like a creative's dream. You yeah. know, like the thing I love doing. I could then went engineering. Dad, drummer. Yeah. So, <laughs> same same kind of story or what? No, so so he he was more on a hobby. Well, not really because they are out every weekend. Uh, his band, okay, uh, playing. Uh, See, that's more than a hobby. If you're out yeah. actually playing and doing right. gigs, that's not just yeah, like yeah, I've a, got a drum a set in the basement. <laughs> he had a job yeah. too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so I grew up with them, you know, and 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 with with just like having this uh, this you know music background, uh, this very influential to my my whole life. And at the same time, you know, they gave me a computer when I was six. So I was super lucky to to you know have parents that really just supported my nerdiness. And uh, that just sparked this thing. Like, I never want to play video games or anything like that. I just started figuring out what's going on behind the scenes. Like, well, how is this thing actually working? Uh, and when I was 14, so you didn't even care up... about the front end of it. It was more like, yeah, no. but how does it actually work on the back yeah. end? Exactly. What's going on? Like, wh why is, uh, <laughs> how is this, this game actually loading? And what was, who, who made that game? And I wanted to, like, figure that out. You know, like, there's a game, so someone must have made it. And how did they do that? That was really yeah. more interesting to me. How did my how did my Oregon Trail character die of dysentery again? <laughs> yes, that's a cool again. Reference. Like what happened? I could have swore I had a better path for it charted. Who decided that? And how did they decide that? Right? Yeah, <laughs> someone must have. Okay, okay. But your grandpa had the telecom background. Yeah. Well, so okay. he, was, he was an old school telecom technician, the, the ones that were out in the trenches and pulling the wires. And and he, he retired right when uh, the digital age kind of started uh, okay. so sometime in the late 80s, I, I would say. And, um, and, and and things started digitizing. That was just when he just like pulled the club plug because he was old school that way. You know, like he had been trained okay. and he like worked his whole life with that. But what's cool. Was yeah, he's like, this whole thing's getting disrupted and I'm just not yeah. on for the ride. Like, exactly. I'm just going to kind of let the next generation carry that by that. Yeah, forward. yeah, exactly. And, and, I get and, you it. Know, that, that's, you know, the age and, and, you know, at some point you say, OK, this is this is now and uh, I'm not going to be on for this. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's just what it is. Um, and and um, he, 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 my whole childhood brought home old telexes and old old machines from 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 that he you know pulled from from places where where they weren't being used anymore that I could take apart and and you know try and make work and stuff. Um, so that was just like always this fascination for 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 you know a physical phone ringing when you're doing something. There's just like something yeah. to it, and and that you can talk to someone somewhere else. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, and it's something that I feel like the younger generations. I mean, even my kids, I shown them we don't have an actual physical phone in our house but i've shown them like videos of it and they just look at it as though it's just <laughs> fast like magical like you used to have to push physical buttons like the buttons actually did a thing and there was a a handset that you and it just yeah, and, it's and, very and foreign hope but, the other one was home right <laughs> right <laughs> right like this idea of like what you couldn't just like text them if they didn't answer like no you couldn't <laughs> you yeah. waited and then what? Like, <laughs> you and, waited yeah, and, and, and or you waited at home for them to call you Right. That's also a thing. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. That, okay. That, but that the, but you didn't that. go straight into that. That's not where no. you started your career. You you took it on the music track. Well, so if you really want to back down, like 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 that back to 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 the to the beginning, then I started um, doing radio uh, for DR Denmark's radio, the the national basically the BBC of Denmark, um, okay. and 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 uh, was a radio uh, reporter for a kids show when I was nine. A radio reporter for a kids show? <laughs> yeah, like a national radio show, uh, national radio. And then from there on, I, I went on to do national TV the same uh, for the same network and uh, okay. basically the same position until my, my voice started changing when I was like, what, 12, 13-ish. <laughs> so then I had to oh, you legit did it as a kid. You were like yeah, a kid yeah. reporter, kid, kid, kid not reporter, just like right? for, for an adult kid. reporting on kid stuff. No, 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 no. The other way around. Yeah. So, so oh, it's wow. like a kid okay. show. Uh, every afternoon at three p.m., I think it was uh, that show was on, and yeah, and 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 then you know they they started that same show as a TV show, and I moved with that and uh, was there for a little bit. Yeah. 
So okay. I was traveling okay. around just yeah with the camera and uh, and reporting and uh, interviewing other kids. Okay, so communication was in your blood going all the way back. Yeah, and me media and entertainment and all that stuff. Yeah, it's always been okay. interesting to me. And then okay. when I was 14, I, I, I launched my first website because, hey, I couldn't do the other thing anymore. My, my voice had changed. I was in puberty and all that. So uh, I need to figure something else out. And some of my friends yeah. had, you know, were great at drawing. And um, then if they've, you know, uh, I, that wasn't really something I was good at, but I just seen this new thing, internet. Uh, and, hey, you should put your art online because that's what you do now. So I made a website where they could do that. And all of a sudden, other people started submitting their art. And all of a sudden, I had uh, Scandinavia's biggest artist for... Uh, oh, sorry, community for artists. Really? So something you just started is like, hey, my friends have this stuff. They don't really have a place to put it. I'll just make a place grew into something yeah, that. of users, yeah. And, and, and you that's know, that's, insane. That was the, the early days of the internet, you know. But, but that was the early days. Yeah, it was interesting because there was not anything out there like that. And eventually some other uh, company came around and, and, and made a similar uh, community and they bought my site when i was i think 18 or something like that uh there was like an international version of it but okay. um but yeah that that was just um uh, that, that was that was interesting <laughs> so you didn't uh, so on this one because again you, i mean you you started your telecom company too and you've done i, I will get into your kind of music background but did you have aspirations to do the entrepreneurial thing like was that a plan or did it just kind of happen you just did what you yeah creatively we're doing and then all of a sudden it was like somebody went hey like that's a company yeah i think so i i, I i've never <laughs> thought of, of 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 me as an entrepreneur until i moved to the u.s and heard it on shark tank <laughs> you know i was i was like uh, i never thought of. oh of, that's of, what it's title. called <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i was like I'm, I'm just doing whatever i think is fun and and you know uh, some of sometimes it happens to make some money and i can start a company and we can do that but it's really just about having fun with what you do. Okay. Okay. All right. So you, good grief. We didn't even get into all this in the pre-show. So <laughs> child news TV, you know, icon. And then you got into internet website builder in the early days of the internet, which for anybody who was not around in those days, that was a very different time on the internet. Oh, yeah. I can tell you that it was a very different time. But then you got, was it then after that, that you got into the music scene? Yeah, so when I was 18-ish, uh, 17, 18, I started DJing at nightclubs. Uh, in Denmark, you can get in when you're 18. So before that, I had been already DJing at my friends' parties. I was very into that. and just, But now, all of a sudden, I could actually go to a le legit club and get a job. Uh, so I started playing okay. more and more. Um, and so same kind of trajectory. You just liked yeah. doing it. You were yeah. doing it. And then it turned out, hey, this could be a thing. Yeah, I, I was. I, I loved doing it, and 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 I had seen. I think already in third grade, I saw a DJ at a school party, and I was like, "This is cool! How he can play a song, and people, you know, go go bonkers, and they having a good time just by him like playing some music. That's that's awesome. I I, I remember that very vividly that that time. So, I was like, I need I need to do that. Uh, I like hosting people. I like having people over for dinner, and like I like the feeling that you give people when they, uh, you know, uh, when you give them a good time, right? So yeah, so that was just like very natural to me, and. I started started doing that and, and uh, eventually, you know, very small stepping stones has never been, you know, the big goals for me is just like been one little thing at a time. So eventually yeah. I got to a l larger club and a larger, a, a bigger city and, and bigger clubs. And, and I started the band and we uh, released music, started actually making music uh, yeah. because, you know, a nerd and computers and, and you can sit in front of your computer and make music all of a sudden. That was awesome. So uh, I met some some guys on online actually and and we started the band and all of a sudden we had a record deal and we were on tour in Germany. That's so well. And in terms of the music piece, cause this also gives me some further insight into your kind of the way your mind works on this, but <laughs> <laughs> electronic music. Like, so were you, cause I'm thinking mm -hmm. your dad, drummer, mom, mm -hmm. piano, were you digital music was your style, your genre, were you doing more digital music? So you were kind of merging the music genre with technology. Yeah, totally. I mean, growing up in, in Europe in the 90s, how there was only... Yeah, that's... Eurotans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where... That kind of was a big thing then. Okay. Still is, but okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> exactly. So, no, but that... Uh, yeah, it was, it was it was definitely electronic music. Later on, I, I made other things as well. And actually, the things I, I sold the most of was pop and and, uh, and hip-hop and different other things. But, but it was... 
definitely mostly electronic and and what our first uh, band did was 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 dance music um and uh yeah so so we we we've got a couple of guys together and we we made a band and and all of a sudden we had this this deal and and eventually i was like okay i'm seeing what the record label is doing for us and i can do that so i started a record label to do that instead and make the money myself because you know why giving someone else when you can do it right you've got somebody else who's taken a big chunk of it and mm -hmm. you figured you deconstructed again i it's giving me insight into the way your brain works which is you see these things you go well let me deconstruct this thing yeah, and you go exactly. i could reconstruct that myself so why would i have somebody else do it and so so then you had a record label yeah so so i started a record label and, and you know obviously signed my own band to begin with and that was really just the idea to release our own stuff but you know i had other friends okay. in the industry and kind of like somebody that gets their real estate license so that they can yeah. buy and sell their own house type of a thing kind of thing yeah yeah exactly kind of. and, and and i would be more in control and, and and you know be able to to do it the way i thought it should be done you know promotion wise and and, and releasing things and eventually I, I started you know signing some of my my friends and and getting their music out as well and 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 um that that went cool but it was it was it was at the you know a really bad period of time uh, in in the music industry it was right after uh napster had just basically cracked and oh. before spotify had started and it was like where the internet uh, was it, the internet hadn't really figured out what to do with music uh legally and the music industry didn't know what to do they were just like running around in circles so um didn't make much money off of it but eventually sold that whole thing to uh, sony um okay when i kind of realized that i was, was maybe in over my head in terms of uh, just too much <laughs> on my plate <laughs> Having your own record label was just more than you wanted to get into. Yeah, and 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 being an artist on the side, you know, I was I was still in my band. I was still a solo artist. I was still producing and, and writing songs and and all these things. And 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 you know, this this was before I found out um, that I have absolutely raging ADD. Uh, that was not something. That was not a thing in in the in the nineties when I grew up. You know, that was uh, or the eighties. That that was just like. Um, uh, you just heard about ADHD and, you know, the kids running backwards up the walls and can't sit still. And I'm not like that. I'm just, you know, I'm actually pretty chill. I'm, I'm uh, uh, you know, very focused on things that I'm interested in. And I was told this my whole childhood, you know, yeah, okay. he's very smart, but he's uh, not good at focusing on things he's not interested in. <laughs> uh, so that's apparently yeah. that's called ADD. And, and uh, one of the other things about that is, is really you, you're not getting, obviously, things done you're not interested in, but also you you know, want to do everything you are interested in. So yeah, you say yes to you want to pursue it all. Yeah. And, 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 and that was, you know, before I had that, uh, you know, insight and in, in, into my brain and, and understanding how that works. So I had absolutely said yes to too much and I was burning bridges and eventually my, my old booking agency pulled me aside and said, Hey Peter, we need to, we need to fix this. And she arranged that I could sell my stuff. And, uh, I actually, uh, moved back on my mom's couch for a, couple of weeks i think uh, back then and, and basically just did a full reset so it's interesting you bring that up because i think that is and i don't i agree that i think this is something you see in um i've known a lot of folks and probably myself i've <laughs> dabble in some of these things anyway but this whole idea of trying to be everything yeah. to everyone and trying to do it all ends up leaving in you a place where you're not really doing anything all that well because you're just spread too thin. And even if you technically could do it, you just don't have the capacity to be able to actually zone in and, and really drill in. Absolutely. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a funny thing because you keep saying to yourself, I, I can do this for that person. I want to do it for this person. I'm, I'm going to help them. I'm, I, I can do it so well, whatever it is that they're asking me, or maybe they're not even asking, you know, they're, uh, but I, I just I, see I, it. Know, I, I see it and I can help and I want to help them because I, I, I like helping other people. I'm a pe people pleaser, right? The yeah. problem is when you, when you do that and, and you then don't follow through and, and you know, you, uh, you know, yeah, it just it gets overwhelming. Of course, for some other reason, you're, you're not uh, pulling through on that one. Then it's 10 times worse than if, if you just said no in the beginning or, or hadn't offered right. anything. Uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, you're burning your bridges, you're losing friendships and it's just horrible. Um, and, and I went through that and that was absolutely not a fun period of my time, of my, of my life. Okay. Okay. But so you hit, you had a cosmic reset then. So you mm -hmm. step back, kind of had your moment where you went, all right, enough is enough, um, mm -hmm. type, which some people never hit that. Right. So I guess in some ways it's a good thing you did, or, I mean, it's a positive. It probably didn't oh. feel like a positive in that moment. 
<laughs> but like looking yeah. back, you're like, thank goodness, because some people go through their whole lives like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a, it was absolutely amazing that she stepped in at that time. Uh, I, I thank her so much for that because it's it's. I, I probably wouldn't have done it myself. Uh, I, I I would just have kept trucking until everything was lost, um, you know. And 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 she stepped in and said, "Hey, um, let's let's figure this out." Uh, that was absolutely okay. cool. Yeah. Okay. So where did that? Is that when what you did? the steps you took towards your telecom journey? Is that where kind of that pivot moment or what happened coming out of that? Um, well, so sort of, uh, after that, I, like I said, I, I moved back, uh, reset and I figured out what to do next. Uh, I ended up getting a job as a first line tech supporter for a little bit. Um, I was in that job for two weeks, I think. And then I got a promotion to be an in integrator because I, I couldn't help making tools for myself to make it life easier for myself to, to, you know, to actually do my tech support job. And they, I guess, liked that, and, and I ended up making these ones for for a while. Unfortunately, that company went bankrupt during the two thousand and eight crash, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then then from there on, um, uh, I actually went to work for Denmark Radio again, uh, the company or the the broadcast corporation that I worked for okay. when I was a kid, uh, and I uh, did IT out there or, or coded for them for a little bit. And that's actually where I met one of my, uh, the guys that is uh, with my company today. Uh, one of the, the co-founders, okay. uh, Jonas, who's, um, who's a big part. So of So with of the coding the piece, cause I'm, so had that just always been kind of an underlying, you were a technical problem solver. So you'd kept those skills, that kind of ability somewhat fresh where you were kind of putting this together. Cause it sounds like even from the job front, you, you came out of, you know, came out of the, funk and went back to work and then kind of went, you know what, I'm going to solve some of these problems still using some of those technical skills. Yeah, exactly. And and even when I had my label, I was still writing the software to keep track of the releases and, and promotion and, and royalties and all these kind of things. Uh, okay. I'm very much into automation. Everything that I can automate, I would rather do that. Efficiency. Someone to do it. Yeah, well, I, it's also because I, I don't like managing people. I, I really, really don't like it. Uh, one, one thing is, is I don't like telling people what to do, but I hate even more following up on it and making sure they do it. That's just like, okay. yeah, I don't know what it is, but I'm not good at that. So the the fewer people I can have in my company, the better. Uh, and you okay. tells you is, is, is like compared to how many customers we have. And, and if you compare it to our competitors, we have almost no employees. Okay. <laughs> Everything is really automated so so i'm very much into that um and and yeah if, you know like i i worked for dr for um i don't know three 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 years maybe uh while still uh, uh producing and, and djing uh i got bigger and bigger gigs at that point and eventually i started producing some really big names a-lists uh in in denmark and was on tour with them and uh, and and I, I put like myself, my own uh, DJ name became bigger too because of that. Got got boosted, and then in 2011 and 12, within a one-year period, I played 383 gigs, I think it is, uh, and that just burned me out completely. I was that was just you know I, I wasn't that fun. <laughs> See, <laughs> what's funny fun. about your journey is here. I you know I thought the music piece was behind you, but really it was in some ways just getting started. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had only scratched the surface at that point. I, all of a sudden, I started okay. playing in the U.S. and and EDM had just become a term. Uh, you know, it was just yeah. what they called dance music. But in the U.S., you had all of a sudden EDM, and I started playing in in Vegas uh, because there was these big clubs and and uh, people wanted that genre, and I had that uh, you know uh, uh, skill of of playing and, and knowing that that most American DJs don't have uh, because I kind yeah. of grew up with that. Right. So so I I got a lot of gigs there and. Um, I actually met my wife uh, on a on a on, on one of the gigs out there in, in 2012, um, and and as I met her actually on on that last trip, uh, that's also where I decided uh, to call the same booking agent again and say, hey, uh, Christina, can you uh, uh, put a pause on my gigs for a little bit? I need to. I'm burned out. I need to also. Oh, so this time you talked, you told, directed it to her. You were like, you know what? I remember yeah, what I you learned. told me last time. I feel like I might be on that same treadmill. Yeah. Time to time to put me on pause. It totally was, and 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 I I knew that I also had to make new music because I'm not like a lot of my my old colleagues. Uh, they can make music on a laptop in a on a plane wherever they are, but I, I because probably because of my ADD, I can't do that. I have to be in my studio, everything neatly set up, everything plugged in perfectly uh, before I can focus. Okay. Um, and I hadn't been able to do that for a year. So I had no new music, no nothing, you know, and, and you have to keep yourself relevant. So Fresh. 
Asperger, yeah, exactly. And and you know, so I t- I took a break, and while I was doing that, um, I was tinkling with another IT thing. I had a idea for a platform, uh, like a promotion platform that I was coding on, and I needed a phone system for that, like a, like a support line, uh, something that would just you know take people. <laughs> so you thought, I guess I'll just build one. <laughs> yeah, because there wasn't one, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Telsio started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, okay. it, it really was, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't find anything out of the box that I could afford that was easy to, to manage. So I set something up and, and I wanted something that was easier to manage myself. So I started making a little interface for it. And that was so much fun. I really enjoyed myself more than I had for years. So I just kept coding on that. And all of a sudden... I had built kind of a, a minimum viable, uh, viable product. And, and so when you talk uh, about yeah. this, because I think for folks who listen or watch this afterwards, you know, as we talk about, and hopefully, if anything, as people think about this, you know, what I love about unpacking your journey is the fact that there is this idea that, you know, technology looks one way, or I see a lot of it right now in my industry and just in industry in general, there's this almost fear of technology of like, well, what do we do? How do we get back? to the way it used to be. And it's like, well, you don't, but that's not happening, but there's a beauty in that. And there's something that you can create out of it. That's actually better than what was there before, but you have to embrace it. And I think what you did that maybe others may be less comfortable with was, it was just like, well, I'm just going to embrace it versus I'm going to wait until I have no choice because if I don't, I'm going to go the way of the dinosaurs. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. Uh, like, I think it's actually becoming my, my motto now. It's it's like everything is always changing. You you can't prevent things from changing, and you can either adapt or you can be forced to adapt. Uh, yeah, that's really it. And and you know like it, the whole thing with AI happening and and people being afraid of that. Yeah, it's scary, but you can't you know prevent it. You it's an inevitability. That's basically what I've said. It's an inevitability. You're not yeah. going to avoid it. So you can either adapt to the change or have the change handed to you. Yeah, exactly. And then it will be a lot easier for you if you adapt and, and, and join right well, now. Well, you have a little more autonomy and say in where it's going if you yeah. adapt versus if you wait till someone else frames it, which I think of your telecom, which we'll get into. You saw the opportunity. You could have said, well, this just sucks, so I'll put up with a crappy way of doing it. Someone else would have figured it out, and then you would have had to deal with what they did, which probably wouldn't have been exactly what you wanted. But because you leaned in and went, hey, I think I know how to do this. Yeah. You could build it the way you wanted it. Yeah, and, and and if you look at our platform today, what what we built with with Telcio is is everything is built in house, literally down to the last little uh, nut and bolt. I, I would say, like it's it's uh, it's very very few services that we are buying from third parties. I think the only thing is really our CRM. Uh, besides that, everything is built in house. The whole platform. And it's really just because, well, yeah, we can build it ourselves. Uh, we have the ability to do it, and 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 those things. But but it's also, uh, you know, this this thing about being independent and being able to fix things when things go wrong, and 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 also be uh, be able to shape it the way you want it, and 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 have it exactly the way you think it should be. Uh, that's also one of the reasons why we haven't taken VC investors or anything like that. It's it's uh, there's just something about that, and and to me, it's not about making a lot of money. That's nice that that follows. I, I'm I'm not against making money, not at all. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I definitely like that, but but it's not about that. It's 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 really about uh, being able to to play around with the things that I enjoy playing around with, and uh, be able to not not be told what to do every single day. Well, and I think that is the essence of why I think it's so important in times of big disruption like this to lean into those changes, because to your point, it's going to come for you one way or the other, but you have a lot more creative freedom in defining that future path. If you embrace it, than you do if you wait back for things to happen. I mean, it's it's like, uh, back in the days there were saddle makers, right? And they were, they were making saddles and they were always going to have a job because there's always going to be saddles for people to, to buy. There's always going to be a need for that. But then came the car and the saddle makers who adapted and started making upholstery. They were very successful. But the ones that said, no, we're going to keep doing what we're always doing. They were out of a job. All of a sudden, there was no Well, and the thing that's interesting about that, that I run into every once in a while, because I do run into some folks who are like, I just am dead set on upholding the 
you know, whatever, whatever it was, saddle maker, you know, what, whatever that thing may be. And I look at it and I go, you know what? There may be room for that. There might. Mm -hmm. yeah. At some point, people still have horses and they still buy saddles. However, you better be the absolute best in the business at doing whatever that handcrafted thing is because yeah. someone else is going to make them cheaper, faster, better. So if you're, you might be able to carve that niche out, but I find a lot of people don't really have the passion and the drive to be the best in that. And it's like, well, but if you're not, then you need to find that creative avenue to do things differently because otherwise it is going to be that much harder for you. It's just a different road. Spot on. It's spot on. Yeah. It's, it's difficult, right? And, 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 and it's as humans, it is hard to, to change and it's hard to, to, to wrap your head around doing other things. And, 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 and it is for me too. I, I, it's not like I'm, I have this, Godsend ability to just adapt and uh, be like, not at all. Uh, everyone has their own ways and, and, and their own minds. And like I said before, I, I love the freedom and being able to do what I want. There, there's a whole thing in, in that, right? Um, but I think sometimes something comes around and, and you, that you just need to, to adapt to. And AI being one of them, I think personally that is bigger than the internet was when that came around in, in, in the yeah. 90s. It's bigger than the Industrial and, Revolution. I mean, this is really going to change. It's going to change a lot. Everything. Yeah. I think I, I think I did one. I think I did one episode where I literally named it. It's the end of the world as we know it. Going back to good old REM. And it's yeah. like, but I feel fine. Because the reality is, if you embrace the inevitability, you will be fine. If you don't, well, <laughs> it's yeah, a different but, story. But, 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 but then there's also this whole thing to it. Is, is, can you do anything about it? Well, no. Then, no, then don't worry about it. Uh, right and 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 if if you can do something about it then go do something about it and don't worry about it like that that's that's really how i, I my, my brain works and how i live my life my wife says that you you can't do that everyone like not everyone can 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 just turn their their uh don't worry uh feature off and and, and go <laughs> go go do but 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 i i'm i'm able to do that i, I can literally tell myself hey I, 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 I there's no need to worry no matter what i can either do something about it or i can't do anything about it and then if I can't do anything about it, then there's no reason to worry about it. Then I just need to go with the flow. Well, and I think to your point with this, um, it's not necessarily dismissing the hardship that comes with that. No. You know, I have a lot of conversations with people about some of the uncertainty of the future and some of the things and the reality that, I mean, a lot of people who thought their jobs were 100% secure. I mean, lawyers, doctors, certain roles where it was like, well, that's never going to get disrupted. And it's like, oh, I don't know. They're writing AI algorithms that can vastly diagnose diseases a thousand times faster and more accurate than you can. Yeah. And that can be very frightening. And I don't think it's just dismissing it as though that doesn't matter and going, oh, it's no big deal. I'll just move on. But being able to say, yeah, that does really suck. But to your but, point, I can't change it. Yeah. So what am I going to do about it? Exactly. so that you actually can put one foot in front of the other and chart a path forward. Because one of the things I've experienced is no matter what you do, there is a path forward. And I think your career kind of backstory is a perfect example of like, <laughs> well, that didn't go quite according to plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sucks, yeah, but and, you move on. The, exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly what it is. And, and uh, I was going to say, like, this, it's really rare that you get to the point where is there nothing you can do about it? There's always something you can do. You, like, some, you always have a choice to do something, uh, no matter what it is. Even so, if it's just so, your attitude. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting how that works, but because, because uh, I'm, I'm afraid too. I, 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 had, I just became a dad uh, 20 months ago, right? So, so I have kids that are going to grow up in a very different world than I grew up in. And uh, I'm worried about like just today uh, or, or, or right now, just the past year uh, with the wars all of a sudden happening all over the world. And, yep. and there's so many different things, you know, that are different that, that, that I can't do anything about, uh, like at least from, from uh, a macro point of view. But you know what? There's no reason to, uh, to worry about it because it is what it is. And, and I just need to go with, with that. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have a choice, whatever uh, is in front of me. And we'll have to take that, and, and, and so will my kids. Um, and, and the same thing with the AI. You know, I, I definitely know that coding, I mean, I'm, I'm writing software with, with Copilot from GitHub right now, and, and, and it's 
really good. Uh, <laughs> I uh, know. And, 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 I mean, <laughs> it's definitely making my life easier. Uh, and and I'm, I'm actually enjoying seeing it come up with, with writing code the way I wanted to write it uh, in my style. So that just also tells me that within a couple of years, that's going to be a lot more advanced than it is now. And am I going to be a software developer the rest of my life? No, probably not. Uh, I no. also have on my bucket list that I need to own a hot dog stand at some point. So, you know, and then I'll go do that if there's no <laughs> vending machine at that point. <laughs> well, but I think, you know, as I think about what you're talking about and really what this looks like, I mean, there's a lot of the uncertainty. I mean, I'm a dad of seven, right? There's a lot of these things. I don't have the answers to some of the things I get asked all the time. Well, like, what do you think is going to happen with jobs and this and that? And I'm like, I can make some predictions. I can make some assumptions based on some of the things I'm saying, but quite frankly, I don't think any of us knew that 2023 was going to bring what 2023 brought. Heck 2020 didn't brought a whole sea of things that we never anticipated were going to come. So I think it is one of those things where it doesn't mean you just throw things out the baby out with the bathwater and say, ah, the heck with it. You know, I'm not going to do anything or plan for anything, but it also means you also don't lose sleep over it and worry about the things that are outside of your control. Um, I, I think back to, I, I don't know if you've ever read the book of Ecclesiastes, but like that book is filled with these kinds of things about the fact that it's like control what you can control. And in some ways I feel like the internet has actually made that harder for people to see because they're seeing so much stuff and taking so much stuff in that is so far outside of their control. Mm -hmm. It can almost make you feel like you're helpless versus going right. But what is in your direct span of control? Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing Um, that itself, by the way, is is scary. You know, that's, you know, how, how kids are are essentially exposed to that from the beginning. But, but again, everything's always changing and, and, and you can be mad about that or you can say, okay, I can't d- change that. Uh, that's just the right. world we live in now. And, and uh, you know, back in the days, there were, there were uh, you'd have to go out and, and fight a, a lion to get food. Uh, you know, that's, uh, things are just changing and, and you have to go with that. Uh, I, I really think it's that simple. And like I said, if you can do something about it, go do something about it. Don't sit and be worried or, or cry or, or something like you You're allowed to, of course, have a moment and and and, and sure. you know, uh, be emotional and all that stuff, but but come on, pull yourself together and and, and do something about it. Well, and I so I had a gentleman on my show, Kevin Suress, and he is the gentleman who he and his teams were the ones who created the technology underneath Alexa, Siri, and all that. And we were talking about the fact that you know, we were similar conversation in the same vein, but one of the things comments he made that still sticks with me that made me laugh was he's like, you know, at at one point in human history, there were people carrying things on their back and someone created a wheel and walked by them with the wheel and everyone with the stuff on their back went, Oh my gosh, like, Oh, this is the end. Like what's going to happen. What my whole life is built around carrying things on my back. This guy over here just invented the wheel. The whole world is going to go down with it. And it's like, and now we don't think anything of it because we've evolved and we've adapted to our environment and we figure out a way forward through it. But in that moment, those people legitimately were terrified for good reasons. Their whole life and identity had been built on carrying things on their back. And yeah. in an instant, their identity vaporized. Spot on. And, and, I, and I, you know... <laughs> It's interesting because I always uh, I'm, I'm not a religious guy and, and I'm, I'm not spiritual, but but I have this this um, uh, thing in the back of my mind that we don't know anything what's going on. Uh, you know, th- th- there's just like uh, it would be arrogant to say that we already figured everything out and science is the answer. Like, mm, OK, no, maybe. <laughs> but, but but it's it's. Yeah, we like imagine there's a little ant sitting on a leaf, right? That that's what every that that's what every generation has thought through all of human history that like we figured it out. And then the next generation comes through and goes, you didn't know anything about anything. And we figured it. And we just keep discovering the infinite complexity behind existence. And that's what it is. And, and, and maybe we are not even physical humans in in a thousand years, you know, (laughs) like we, we don't know anything. So just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. So with this, and I, 
Well, let's let's. I'm thinking how to transition <laughs> because I am curious on this phone thing, and then I want to actually talk about the identity piece. Yeah. But so, what was it about telecom? Because I do think it's interesting. We talked a little bit about the journey of like the internet and how that changed. Similarly, you know, you look at telecom and things have changed and started and stopped. You know, I think back to when I was a kid when everyone had a landline and you took phone calls and that was just the way, and even that was modern technology compared to the early days of switchboards and all this other stuff. And then it was mobile phones. And then, so you're at this stage, what was it in your business ventures that you went, telecom's not meeting the need? Well, so um, when I started out, there wasn't really anything that was just easy to sign up online when you needed a business phone system. Like you have a company and you need a phone number, you need menus, so people call in, press one for that, press two and queues, so please hold and all that, you know, transfer. Okay. And it wasn't like anything just that was just nice out of the box and you don't have to install anything, you don't have to just like a, give me a Which would be a big problem I can imagine, especially for a smaller company where you're not mm -hmm. some massive organization where you've got all the infrastructure and all the stuff you're trying to It's like, I'm a newer business or a smaller business trying to figure this out and yeah. I don't need yep. all this bureaucratic infrastructure. Exactly. And, and, and then at the same time, I was in Denmark at that point. So I needed something where I could get a US number. Uh, so that was also mm -hmm. an interesting thing, you know? And, and, and there was just this whole... Yeah, I, I just felt there was a need for for something that was easy out of the box and and at the same time affordable because uh, yeah I didn't have any money when we started tells you uh, my wife cashed in her four hundred one k and we had what fourteen thousand sixteen thousand dollars or something like that and that's <laughs> literally where we say okay yeah we're gonna co compete against AT and T we either have to make this work or we're in big trouble <laughs> yeah, spot on like, it, 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 we were literally like sixteen thousand dollars and we thought we could c compete with AT and T or Verizon right it it makes no sense <laughs> but we were a little naive and or at least I was and and uh, and, and and very stubborn and uh, went out to do it but. I think, um, yeah, there, there was just like, I saw the margins. I saw, you know, that there was a, actually a business here. There's a, this makes sense to do. And at the same time, it was really fun to, to, to build. Um, so, so we just like, okay, let's, let's, let's go for it. And, uh, we built a very, very small, uh, very few feet. Now, was this in the early days of voice over IP? Was this because yes. I think legacy wise, it was difficult to do some of this stuff. Yeah, so it was it was uh, almost say in the middle. It was it was now we're in 2013, and we'd already had VoIP for um, maybe then decade or some something like that. Skype had okay. been been out and been, became yeah. a term and, and you know like a, a verb, but um, there wasn't really. Uh, it was still something like you had to install on servers, and and there were a couple of uh, cloud companies out there, but they weren't really you know online user interface ish and uh, just do everything yourself kind of stuff. Um, so, so it was kind of early stages of, of what you see cloud VoIP, uh, is today. Um, okay. yeah. And, 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 and so, so we built, you know, a, a, a couple of features and, and, you know, people, I think we posted it on a couple of, uh, message sports online and, and, and people actually started signing up and, and as we kind of got customers, they asked for more features and we added them and all of a sudden we got bigger customers. And then, you know, I had, had this whole thing you know probably in my danish blood is is, is this whole solidarity uh, thing is is i i didn't want things to be uh different from our uh, startup with two employees we were a startup with two employees ourselves at that some point but but no not not be different from 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 a startup to to an enterprise so i wanted it to, okay. to be fair you know and and uh, for that reason we kind of kept this whole philosophy uh, from day one and until now where you get all the features uh, from day one, like literally you get the same features, the same everything as an enterprise does, and you just pay for the minutes and the text messages. So, you, you know, the more, the bigger your business is, the more you send and call. Uh, so the more you pay, but uh, you're paying the same rates and you're, you're paying the same as them and you're getting the same. So you are on the same. So kind of rejecting this idea, which I, I do think is very common where it's like, well, we treat individuals different than we do teams than we do like big business and mm -hmm. as a corporation you just at some point have to accept that this is just the way you run business and you kind of went no i don't think so <laughs> yeah i mean but, but 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 think about it like do you do you pay for electricity or, or water per user in your company no, no you don't <laughs> you no. pay for what you use 
Yeah. It's just a really, really good, that, that whole per user and, oh, you can call as much as unlimited. Uh, that's just a really good way to make money for, for those other companies. And, and you know, yeah. we could probably have made a lot more money and grew faster if we had done that too. But it just goes against everything uh, in me. It's just, I don't think it's fair. I think everyone should have that same, at least have the same ability or, or same resources to try and make it and become big. Well, and like you said, pay for what you use type of yeah. a thing. I mean, mm -hmm. I like that idea. Okay. Okay. So as you look at this though, I am curious because you hinted at this when we met last time. And I'm actually really curious because as we talked about telecom, you know, we look at some technologies and there's been ups and downs and ups and downs or really kind of flat. Then all of a sudden it boomed. Mm -hmm. And you hinted that telecom has been relatively stable in terms of mm -hmm. change and disruption, but you hinted at the fact that it's either we're coming into an age where that's not the case, or it's going to be yeah. very much in the near term where we're coming into an age of disruption around telecom and communications. Yeah, so so last time we saw a big disruption was, was when VoIP came out in the early 2000s. Okay. And, and all of a sudden things were not just dig digital anymore, but they were online. It was, it was uh, over the internet now, and, and that obviously opened up a lot of opportunities. But what we're seeing right now is two major things that are happening that is just changing everything. One is, of course, AI. Uh, can't neglect that. Uh, but there's a whole user preference, uh, consumer preference uh, change, a shift. Um, and, and I don't think telecom is going to be around forever in the way that it is today. Um, there's, of course, some advantages that you have right now of having a phone number is that it's universal. You have... A number and, and it's like a thumbprint almost it is right and, and that there's there's some 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 um uh convenience in that i would almost say but that's almost where it stops because right now uh businesses really need to adapt to where their users or their customers are communicating where they want to reach you yeah like you as as as, as, as. i mean we saw we saw it with with um uh, first, it was food being delivered. Uh, you know, consumers want to have their favorite food delivered at home whenever they want it. Uh, so there were these online portals for that. And then came groceries, especially during COVID. But now things are just changing to where everyone wants to just talk to their vendors with whatever method they prefer. So yeah. I personally like to speak to my friends uh, on Instagram, uh, DMs, and uh, Facebook with my dad in Denmark uh, because that's all he can figure out how to do use. Um, but but that's that's no that's a preference thing. Everyone has their own preference in terms of where they communicate. Some people like texting, some people like uh, tweeting, emailing, all these different ways, all these different methods. And if you have a business, you need to be able to meet your customers there. I, I mean that's, that's it's that simple. So so the days where we just had a phone number and was just a phone company, they're gonna be limited. There's 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 not not much left of that. Personally, I can say that I, without buying a car, I think, yeah, last year or so, um, and I had test driven one, and you know, I was like pretty much set on that was the one. I yeah. went home and to think about it, and I uh, got the business card for the from the dealership and or the dealer there, and and I sent him an email saying, hey, um, what would it cost if I upgrade the to the version with the with the bigger engine? I think that was really what it was. What what what, what would be, what would uh, the price difference be? I didn't hear back from him. So the next day I went down to another dealership, another brand that basically had the same car, uh, but just a different brand. And they had it exactly the one I wanted in, in, uh, in stock and I bought it and drove home a couple of hours later and a month later, I got an email <laughs> from this dealer. Oh, he, he missed my email, but uh, am, am I still interested? No, I'm not. So just no, yeah, that was a month ago, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know, just the fact that he didn't reply to my email was the reason why he lost out on the sale. And, and I had his business card. I could have called him. I had his phone number, but I didn't want to call him. I wanted to send him an email in that yeah. moment. That was what I felt like doing. Um, well, and it's interesting you bring this up because this is, I, w the term I use is we're moving into the age of personalization, which mm -hmm. historically has been very not difficult and not scalable because it was kind of like, well, there's only so much we can do because you know, we can only maintain so many channels and there's only so many things that we can navigate and all of this, but the expectations from consumers is quickly becoming, and I even see this in my own industry where people are like, listen, I need you to 
deliver this to me in the way that works best for me. And it's not this, I mean, I guess in some cases it can be kind of this arrogance of like, I want it my way, but it's not necessarily, it's just more, this is the way my life works. And so you have to meet me where I am type of a thing. There are people that will give you that. So if yes, that's the thing you usually just have to put up with it and you're like, well, I just know that's not how it works. But now there are people going, well, we can do that. And it's a point of differentiation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, I went to a different dealership. They had the one I wanted. They they answered my questions, and 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 here comes the AI thing because if if the AI had been implemented in in or or, or involved in this whole process, I would have received an email back one minute later with Instantly. that answer. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's where that whole thing ties in. So we have this huge change. I don't think telecom is gonna be telecom much more. I mean, yeah, telecom is if you really boil it down, is is communicating. You know with someone remotely. Uh, but it else. used to be limited to a very narrow spectrum yeah. of what it was. Telephone. It's not going to be a telephone or a single channel of communication. It's more going to be what are the ways that we interact on an mm. interpersonal level, regardless of what those channels are. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really difficult for most businesses because how do you do that? Like how, how are you available everywhere and how do you even manage that? And that's kind of like what, what, where, it's really interesting for me now because there's something new to build, <laughs> you know. So, so, so it tells you, you know, it becomes all of a sudden this whole new endeavor with, you know, everything is changing again, and now we need to either adapt or fall behind. Okay. So this one's really interesting to me because I'm curious as you're looking at some of these, I can see where this would be overwhelming for businesses, and this might be one of those areas where people just go. And I can hear the conversations now where people just go, that's ridiculous. You know, people can't expect, <laughs> maybe I'm channeling my dad on this one, right? In his local <laughs> business up in Northern Minnesota going, that's just ridiculous to expect people that people would expect me to respond to them from whichever way. If they want to talk to me, they can call the office or they can send me an email. And it's like, that's fine. I, okay. <laughs> you can hold on to that, but how much of the market are you missing? And especially as this next generation comes up, I mean, I just even think of myself, we're, we're close in age. Don't call me. My voicemail literally says, I do not listen to this. If you leave a voicemail, I will not call you back. You might as well delete this and hang up and email or text me. Like I'm not going to respond. And again, is everybody that way? No, but I can tell you right now, if somebody's trying to get a hold of me and they think I'll just keep calling Christopher and eventually I'll get a hold of him. No, you won't. I'm the same way. And and, and I'm, I'm a freaking CEO of a phone call service provider. Right? <laughs> I don't like talking the on the CEO phone. of a phone company goes, don't you dare call me because I won't ever answer. <laughs> yeah. But it's, 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 it's so stereotypical. And, and it is, uh, of course, it's, it's a generation thing. Um, but, you know, just imagine what, what the next generation is going to be like. Uh, the ones that are, are coming out on the market now are like, that, yeah. It's, 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 things are changing. So as you look at this from the vantage point you're looking at, because obviously, and I think this is a really important thing for people who think and listen to this, because it goes back to the conversation we've been having all along, which is you can see change ahead of you that is inevitable. It's coming. Mm -hmm. And you can either sit there and go, like, I'm just going to cross my arms and I'm going to sit here and you're going to get kicked in the teeth like as it bowls right over you. So you, in some ways, are in that situation where you go, the way of telecom as we know it, probably in the next few years is going to look nothing like it does today. Yeah. How do you lean into that then? And like, how do you think about that to go, all right, well, it's fine. We're going to adapt. Yeah, I mean, um, I, 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 I just can't help. Uh, adapting, I, 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 it's very natural to me to to want to explore the new things, so so I, I feel like uh, that's just uh, where our company naturally is going. Uh, we started. So is that part of is that part of what you're looking at then as a business saying, okay, that yeah. is coming. So what do we do about that? How do we start focusing on integrated messaging, integrated yeah. communication? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have a new version of our our platform coming out soon, and and. It's gonna have a lot of those things that we just talked about, um, and and it's it is really just a natural next 
step for for our businesses. Yeah, we are a phone service provider, and we will also still provide phone service. But you're going to be able to have a platform where you can log in and you can communicate with your customers, but you don't have to worry about how you communicate with your customers or how they communicate with you. You know, if if you get a text message and you just reply to that text message or you let the AI do it, but you know, yeah, maybe there will be a little icon in the corner that says it's an Instagram DM or it's a tweet. But you don't really have to think about that. You really just have to think about giving a good service to your customer. Yeah. You just have to think this message came to me. This person is asking a question. I need to get them that information. I'm going to let the technology on the back end figure out the best way to get it to them. Exactly. And and then one of the things that are really fascinating to me and interesting uh, at the moment is figuring out how do we then correlate these communication forms? Because, yeah, you might like tweeting and that might be your, your, your favorite method of communications, but... What if you email someone the next day? How do they know that you're the same person that tweeted at you? Uh, and and yeah. solving that puzzle uh, is, is something that we've been working on. That's fun. To try and connect the digital footprint of mm-hmm. people's technology stack. Yeah, well, and I think the age, you know, I've talked a lot recently in some of my YouTube videos about the fact that you know, we are moving into an age of distrust. I think as people start to question Everything. Everything. Yeah. At literally ever. I saw a video of you, but was it really you? Was that actually your voice? Did you actually say those things? Did that conversation really happen? Type of a thing is going to lead to people just wondering everything. So I'm sure then that for you leaves the question of, well, so how do we make sure we validate and authenticate all those things so we connect all the dots? Yeah. And how do we keep it private at the same time? Because just because I give you my phone number, I don't want necessarily you to know my social security number and my home address and everything else about me. Well, and I may want you to know, I may, I may want you to know how to connect with me on LinkedIn, but I might not want you to know how to connect with me on Facebook. Yeah. And, and, and I, at the same time, I also do want you to know that I'm the same person when I send you an email the next day or sent you uh, or right. call you. Right. So how do you do that? I think that's really fascinating. And how do you at the same time keep that private? Because just because I, I, I sent you an, an email, you know, I, I, w- I want you to know that I'm the same person but I don't want to give you everything else at the same time. Or maybe I do want to give you some something. Maybe, you know, I have Amazon uh, as a subscription and I move to another address or I get a new email address. Maybe I do want them to know that without me having to tell them that because I have a lot of different uh, vendors that I use, right? That's annoying to have yeah. to update them and I forget some always. You know? So how do we do all that? Okay. <laughs> well, sounds like we haven't quite hacked that code yet. But it's definitely on the horizon and one that, well, maybe you have and you just can't say it yet because you have. <laughs> I, can't, I can't talk too much about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we, we, All right. We, we, well, we, then we'll have to have we'll have to have a follow up conversation in the future where we can talk about this, because, again, I think even just what you described, it would be easy to listen to that. And yes, could that be something that's fearful because it's different? You're afraid of what that might mean, but it also can be wonderful in that, like you said, how great would it be to be able to do something and have everything know how to get in touch and communicate and push all this to you at the right time on the right channels before you even have to know that you've let anybody know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, it goes so much further than that. It's also your friends and family. You want to share certain things with them um, across different platforms, because again, yeah, there might be one big Apple company out there that that's uh, uh, you know, has has a, almost a monopoly on, on devices. But but at the same time, uh, there are people using other devices and, and other services. And that I think that's going to come, you know, become more spread out like we talked about earlier. Yeah. With communications. I think this this goes beyond that. It's it's everything is, is becoming personalized. And there are so many good options out there, uh, so many good alternatives. And if you can solve this this thing where people can can communicate across those platforms and not have to worry about what the other person is using. So everyone can use whatever they want and not have to give each other all that information every time I change my service, change my preference. Maybe I, I, there's a new service I want to use, right? Um, being able to, to correlate that and, and, and update everyone about it without having to update them about it, kind of subscribe yeah. to it, right? That's, that's, I think, is a fascinating thing to solve. <laughs> just, a, just a big old follow me button, right? Just that, that's <laughs> it. It's just a follow me. I mean, in many ways, I think about this but as a then, content yeah. creator. As a content creator, it's very much, I very much think of it that way, where it's like if there are people who are wanting to follow, again, not just follow, but like they have a reason to be in communication with you, whatever that may be, they don't have to know the right pathway to get through 
to actually be able to do that. I think that's a huge problem in the world that's only gotten more complicated as more technology has spun up and all these other things have happened. And so if you're on the process of solving that, that's an important problem for your creative mind to solve. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I've, I've spent a lot of time on it. I, I, I think we're on the right path. And um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it is fascinating to me. It's, it's definitely the next step in, in the way I see communications happening like in, just in, in general on, on a very, yep. very high level plan. Yeah. I, I love it. Well, I actually am speaking of just getting started. I feel like I'm just getting started on this conversation, but <laughs> I need to wrap it up because I did commit that I would be done by for my time. So I thank you so much, Peter, for making the time. And I think this should be encouraging for folks who may be looking at the future and one wondering what are some of the things that I can expect as we go forward but also maybe looking at it with a fearful eye or wondering, well, I don't know how I feel about that. And that's okay, yeah. but I think there's a better path forward. Yeah, and, and, and again, allow yourself to be you know, uh, emotional or whatever you would call it about certain things whenever it's happening. It's not, I'm not saying you, you, you shouldn't. No, but, exactly. But once you've done with that, then figure out what is the best step that I can take from here. There's always yeah. one. Yes, completely agree. And I think that's a great note to close on, which is really, yeah, you don't need to deny that emotional grieving process, but you do have to get back up and move forward. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, Peter. Thanks everybody for listening and watching wherever you consume it. Again, my goal has been to communicate this out to whichever channels work best for everybody. So thank you all. And we will be back Ah, next week, whatever week, whenever I get this published, there will be content surrounding it at some point. So thanks everybody and have a great one.